shall I start? <laughs> Please. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live podcast, the live podcast that you host every Monday. My name is Vikra. Here next to me are Dai and Vika. Say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Let us know uh, in the comments down below if you can see us well, if you can hear us well, and if everything is working. And in the meantime, I'm going to tell you a little bit more on what to expect today. Uh, we have our fourth edition. So if you're new here, every Monday we open space for collaborative conversations. Um, every time you pick the topic for us, and today we have the topic of community and tribes. Who are we? Uh, we're Life Design Circle. Daya is going to introduce us a little bit more later. Uh, but in our core, we're actually trying to, um, we're not trying, we're building a community. Um, so we really look forward to the topic of today. Um, communities are all around us. Every one of us is part of one, being our family, being um, our people at the workplace. Um, so it would be really interesting to hear also your um, experience with the topic. As I said, this is a collaborative uh, conversation. So we hope that um, you also ask us questions, tell us stories. We're going to try to engage you the more we can. Um, and how this is going to go, um, we have around one hour here all together. Um, we're going to first do some check-in to see how the vibes are today. Uh, and then we're going to dive deep into the main part of the conversation. and. We're going to end, hopefully, with some learnings and, um, yeah, what we have created in this session. Um, I see that we have a couple of people join, um, watching us. Please let me know where you're joining from. Give us a thumbs up that uh, you can hear us, that everything's working. And in the meantime, Daya, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about Life Design Circle. My pleasure. So. Uh... Welcome everybody, also from Copenhagen. Uh, we're based here with Vika. And we, the three of us, are the curious uh, creative minds behind the Life Design Circle, which is uh, intends to be a global community of other curious minds who want to explore different ways of living and exploring their lives. And the way we do this is by using an entrepreneurial mindset and using tools from the fields of design and innovation to rethink and rebuild our lives together. Um, yes, and uh, Vika is gonna tell us a little bit more on uh, this endeavor that we have embarked on a live podcast um, just recently. Mm -hmm. So you guys joining a live podcast. Uh, so we twisted the concept of the podcast where we invite you to be our active host to direct our conversations with sending us some keywords, but also get involved by asking questions and sharing your stories and experiences. So we are an open space and we uh, invite everyone to join in, but also please be respectful and non-judgmental. So that's the only requirements and yeah, just feel safe to share your perspective and experiences. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask you girls, how are you feeling today? It's the first day of, um, of June, in some places considered to be first month, uh, first day of the, of the summer. So how is your feeling about the upcoming month? <laughs> Yes, it's actually, um, it feels like summer here for a while. Um, but in Bulgaria, we celebrate the first of June, we celebrate the Kids' Day. So happy Kids' Day today, everybody. <laughs> and um, I wish you all that you keep the inner child in you always 
fed and always excited and always curious because that's what we need more adults that are like still curious about the world um and i'm very excited about june because it's gonna be a month full of surprises and hopefully really summer vibes <laughs> um and yeah it's uh, really good the weather outside and inside i feel very very calm today i celebrated this day today <laughs> it's one of my favorite holidays um even though like my parents don't think I'm a kid anymore. Um, I spent the day in the park um, and it was really nice. I think all of us um, need to really keep the kid alive, uh, a, a life inside. Um, so yeah, um, I'm very excited about this month. I have the feeling that things are changing. I very much got used to being at home and doing less things and i see that um i can feel that june is going to be a little bit different um but i'm only looking forward i see that a lot of people are joining us hi emma hi lucky i hope i'm saying this um right um hi ala um yeah as we said already uh we hope or we want this to be um a collaborative conversation so um, if you have any questions, if you have um, direction of the topic where you would like us to explore, um, please don't hesitate to share. Mm -hmm. So maybe I would say let's start now. And uh, let's start by asking you guys, our audience uh, and our host at the same time, uh, I'm very curious to know what is your first thought when you hear word community? What, what associations do you have? If you could share with, in comments with us, that would be interesting. Um, and then how about you girls? Like, what is the first thing, maybe Vihra, when you hear community, what it brings to your mind? Hmm. I think really the first thing that I connect with this is like my dense um, experience and um, this feeling of belonging I found there. Um, I am dancing since a couple of years um, and before that, I think because I was always part of communities that were already built for me, I wasn't that much aware of that. I mean, um, kindergarten or let's say school, like these are the structures that you enter. Um, but with dancing, it was, the, I think for the first time, me proactively searching for um, feeling of belonging somewhere or like people who are um, similar to me. And this is exactly what happened. I found this place where uh, there were things about me that I thought are somehow strange or different when I was like comparing myself with the people in school. And then I went dancing and I saw these people who see the world exactly like me. So it was a very nice, um, and still is a very nice experience. Um, what about you? Yeah, um, yeah, I feel, um... Like when I hear word community, it's immediately this feeling of belonging, as you said. It's a, maybe maybe before that, it's like a space where you share things together, um, mm -hmm. something you have in common. Um, and it's this space to, yeah, um, to share with other people. Um, that's my first thought. How about you? Yeah, quite, quite similar um, as the word community. Also, like we can see in the word, it's like something in common. And uh, I can recall so many times being part of different groups 
So what is the difference between a group and how and a community and mm -hmm. how, how does it feel to be part of a community? So if I think about it, uh, it's not only the belonging, it's not only like something in common, but it's also the joy of just being together, mm -hmm. hanging out together and sharing more than, yeah, maybe a purpose brought us together, like it's a hobby or interest, but then um, the rest of it is like all the stories that are emerging from us being together and uh, like spending time and, and sharing memories. Mm. So I think this mm. is my, uh, one level up on being just a part of a group for a certain time. Mm. And maybe it's more long-term community. Part of being a community is more long-term to me. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, there is a, a friend from uh, AG. This is a student mm -hmm. community that I have been part of for more than a year. And it has been like one of the best years in my life because it was international. It was uh, quite a, a different experience. We were creating it on our own. Mm -hmm. And it's a very unusual example of uh, how you can both belong to a community but co-create it as well mm -hmm. because it, it's self-sustained and um, everybody who was participating were also organizing events, uh, local activities and so on. So it was a very dynamic environment for more than a year. Yes, thank you Vivian for reminding me. Sounds great. Like I feel actually for me community is this association when you're actually being active. Because one thing is yeah to join a group, but communities I feel like when people contribute to building things together. Um, so it's maybe more proactive co-creating, as you said. Mm, yeah. Is it necessary though? I don't know, maybe we can start uh, with exploring the definition of community and try what exactly it means. Because we, like from what we just said, we see that there is this one um, similar cause or purpose that you have in this group. Or maybe in my case, it was not even a cause back then. Like we weren't really um, going towards a goal. Uh, it wasn't that active. I, I think it was really just finding similar, like people with similar understanding of the world, or mm -hmm. just, yeah. What I appreciated what you mentioned Vic, about the fact that you unconsciously, you were kind of soaked into communities that were created for you. Yeah. Uh, because, um, yeah, it's a good question if we design the community or it emerges on its own, like what is the lifespan of a community, how does, does it emerge? Mm -hmm. But if we go back to definition, like the basic definition of community is a group of people sharing a common purpose um, and um, also other commonalities such as religion, norms, values, customs, rituals or identity. And uh, we can also find communities on a national level or international and um, on a virtual level, as we can see, very recently there are so many trends of like communities going mainly virtual actually and so that is the great asset of internet <laughs> yeah um and like two or three communities that you are a part of that directly pop into your mind just to see i think it will be interesting to explore like this um the different kinds of communities Mm -hmm. I can think about, yes, as I said, like the dancing circle that I'm around and dancing people, but at the same time, um, 
I think my family is also a community in a way. Currently, like we're living together, <laughs> funnily. Mm -hmm. um, so this is also um, a community workspace for sure. Workspace, even though like I'm when you're working freelance, your workspace is a little bit different. Um, but around um, similar projects, communities also can um, work. Yeah, like interesting. We were trying to also uh, find some understanding what what is community and what is tribe in comparison. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so I was wondering when you said like your family is your community, maybe you should call it a tribe. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> I think it actually is like <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should start saying like I'm living with my tribe. It kind of sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let, let maybe like. Can you go a little bit deeper in what you mean by that, so people like understand the, the difference between community and tribes? Uh, so when we spoke about communities and tribes, uh, we actually realized that tribes may be something more on uh, on a smaller scale and something that is given to you. So let's say if you have a common language, uh, if you live in the same location, if you, yeah, if, um, what else it could be? It could be also based on the nationality, but it's, Mm, it seems to us that it's more um, also geographically located mm. or based um, mm. and because you have been born into it or because mm. you have been, yes, you have found yourself into it, it's therefore more connected to uh, a common religion maybe or common customs mm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and whereas community is more something that you choose, this is how we understood it at least, um, and it's more like based on ideological reasons. Um, let's say if you have a common value, a common interest, and then you can build a community around it. Mm. Yeah, so like you chosen, maybe you could say like community is your chosen tribe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> For everyone who is just joining, uh, this is the Alive podcast. Today we're talking on community and tribes. And we would love to hear your opinion on what community is, or uh, maybe you know a little bit more than us what uh, differentiates tribes from communities. Um, so yeah, we would love to have your input, uh, also questions or just sharing stories. Yeah, mm. I'm very excited that this was a topic that um, people chose last week for us um, to discuss mm -hmm. because apparently something that becomes more and more up to date or more trendy to talk about communities and tribes and included in the culture um, uh, right now. So as, as far as we know, there are three types of uh, communities. So it's um, identity-based, ge ge uh, like uh, geographically-based and, and um, and ideologically, I think. Yes, that was the thank third you. One. <laughs> yeah. So uh, therefore, we can um, see a difference between uh, sharing the same space and the same place with with the people that you have a common uh, common purpose, and then also, but also feeling connected to people who are you might not even know physically or personally. You mm -hmm. might be just mm -hmm. sharing it virtually and feeling connected on other like for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking uh, maybe we can uh, jump into some myth of uh, of communities. Uh, I know Dave has some interesting uh, points on that. Uh, would you share it with us in the audience? Sure. So um, 
Yes, the first thing that popped up in my mind as a trained anthropologist <laughs> was that in order to understand how community works, we can go a little bit back uh, to what what were communities also in the past or tribes as well. And one of the common myths, I think, is that when you hear the word tribe, is that it's pri prime, like a primal entity that has no order and probably is, has a very basic structure. Um, so that is apparently not true because there are some really good examples uh, in North America of tribes who had who have organized um, the public spaces in a way that uh, they resemble a way that we have we have organized our park areas in grid today in cities mm -hmm. and and also there were many examples of, uh, of tribes who uh, had uh, water systems um, which is like something that is not basic at all um, Yes, that was one myth that I discovered. Um, another interesting one was that uh, like tribes don't exist now, but they only existed in the past. Or that's only my feeling of how people's perceptions are about tribes. Mm -hmm. When you hear tribes, it's like even in Hollywood series, it's more like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people who have like, um, yes, who have uh, specific clothing. Yes, specific clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, however, those kind of tribes and communities, they do exist even now, if only we think about Africa, this big continent, there are so many tribes, there are over like 40, 40 tribes uh, just in one country there sometimes, and they have their own way of doing things, they have mm -hmm. their own way of living together, own way of sharing together, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I always mm -hmm. find it interesting to actually um, take out of this uh, those examples how people live like in the same time and space mm -hmm. we live in a totally different way oh, that's so interesting I would love to see it like uh, if it's completely different from the way we are let's say here in Europe can experience it and just to think everything we do in every day and, like put it into different way of correlation with people or like activities that's so interesting puts your like mind in different perspective and tries to see like Think, like are we doing it the right way or maybe there are some different options what is possible what is possible so. mm -hmm. and there was one last myth that I wanted to share with you um, is the fact that uh, many people that think that uh, tribes are based on the patriarchal uh, model so mm -hmm. that the male figure is more dominant but apparently among Cherokee women um, the tradition was that the woman is bringing uh, upon marriage, the woman is bringing the man into the family. Family, so the man is married into the family, mm. and she's also the owner of the family land. Mm. And to me, that is a very good example of different ways of thinking, maybe also about feminism um, that exists uh, around the world in in so-called basic tribes. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I think it's so interesting to to track back back in time but as i said like also um nowadays that this feeling of or urge that we belong to something and we find like like-minded people or safe space even like it's um really a primal need that we have and uh, this is how we build different kind of structures um and it's interesting to see how like fast forward um today we have social media, we have the internet, so many technologies that are connecting us more than ever. And to me, it's interesting to 
um, talk about communities nowadays um, and how connected are we really? Because we do, all of us, um, we are part of these communities online, um, but at the same time, there are like a lot of studies that are showing that we feel more and more alone. Um, so are we really like, maybe what are the pros and the cons of um, social media nowadays in regard to communities and this feeling of belonging? Mm -hmm. Because I have the feeling that nowadays we a little bit measure our value and our circle or community by these um, <clears throat> Facebook friends and followers. But at the same time, like how often do we really communicate with these people? How close are we? Um, yeah, what do you think on this note? Also, the people that are listening to us um, feel free to jump with comments. Mm -hmm. Just a quick reminder, uh, you joining Life Design Circle. Uh, we are building community. We want to open up a space for uh, different conversations and uh, show you each of you that everyone can be a life designer and solve also your own challenges um, using some tools uh, taken from design thinking and yes and want to inspire you and teach you how to do this uh, so yes and coming back to your question uh, i think it's a very interesting topic because i have this mixed feelings too um because uh, on the positive side i'm very grateful for yeah we, have, we live in the era of internet and we can connect so much more and um, taking some examples um let's say uh, I'm part of a community, I'm running a community called the Design Kids uh, and I'm um, responsible here in Copenhagen. But at the same time, it's a community, being, it's the global community. We are in different countries, different cities. And for me, it's amazing that we can connect uh, with uh, people uh, in different places just by having this common interest, which is a creative uh, industry. So um, we can share our experience, we can learn from each other, we can um, give feedback, and it's quite amazing that we are able to do this. And another thought that comes back to my mind is that um, as now we were in the, during the lockdown, uh, we were quite separated, we were uh, left to be by ourselves, and a lot of communities came out um, during this time. Maybe they were still present on the physical level, but they also moved online, which made people feel more included mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, feeling of they're not alone and they belong somewhere. And maybe example of uh, yoga, um, I'm part also of the yoga community, and of course we practice physically, uh, but then uh, having the studio um, bringing the classes online and uh, including uh, giving this possibility for everyone to join the practice and uh, having this touch, even though a virtual touch, but still feel as part of the, of the whole community. I think that was really, really helpful as well. So yeah, there is those, those good sides, but of course there are also, as you said, even though we, we were connected those days, like we connect from different to different countries, but still there are sometimes this feeling of loneliness and where it's coming from. Like, what do you think, girls? I can uh, very much relate to what you said, Vika, about mm. uh, communities going online. It was magical to see because I also am part of another community based in Copenhagen called Ruart, and they are not only doing yoga but many other activities that are like amazing from. Uh, yes, from uh, doing impro dance to acro yoga and meditation and uh, having like a poem reading in the evenings, mm -hmm. so variety of things. 
and they actually managed to go online very quickly. So it was a totally different feeling um, when you know the people from before. When you're so familiar with the people and then we just go online, that kind of brings the vibe, uh, adds a different layer on top, which is really valuable. Um, so my thought in, in terms of social media is actually that, um, uh, first of all, I cannot see value in communities for myself that are primarily and only on social media or like mm. online. I really need to have a bridge between something happening in the virtual space and something happening in real life because just that, that is how my my brain functions and I need to make it realistic some, somehow. Mm. And, and uh, I have noticed that, for example, um, groups, just online groups that are discussing things um, but only stay online for me are more draining energy than giving me extra energy. Whereas uh, platforms such as Meetup, I would uh, say that this is another like big community and with small communities inside um, where you can um, basically start up your own Meetup group and it could be about wine tasting or exploring the city you live in culturally. Uh, that always brought me a lot of energy, extra energy, because I could just uh, relate to the topics that were introduced uh, to me. Um, yes, and the reason why I'm mentioning energy is also that uh, in the foundation of life design, we're also talking a lot about um, identifying, going backwards, reflecting on ourselves as individuals and identifying the activities that are not only beneficial for us for in terms of growth and learning, but also what makes us energetic, what drives us more forward. And then we tend to focus on those activities and reduce the activities that drain energy from us. Um, and this is the main principle of how we redesign um, life structures. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's interesting with the energizer as well, um, because I may just start to think about um, people again. So um, I believe that we should also choose our communities wisely, uh, find a space where we feel uh, we belong, where people support us, and there's a space also to grow. Um, I read somewhere uh, that um, we are being um, an average of five people we spend the most time with. So I think it's quite, um, as, as, as I was thinking, it can go both ways. Maybe if we know ourselves well and then we start to surround ourselves with the people that are similar to us, it's still the outcome, we become an average of them, but also can go the other way. If we surround ourselves unconsciously with people, we still pick up some things uh, from the people around us and then we become, it's inevitable. Yeah. We're social people, we exchange, like in, in interaction, we just exchange opinions and thoughts mm. and this, like we are living, living beings. <laughs> yeah. Being, yeah. yeah, in progress. It's really nice that you mentioned this, Vika, because I think that this is a um, tip or advice that I always give people in regard to also to life design, um, because this is a decision, I think, uh, which are the people, like who are the people around you and how you spend your uh, time with them or who do you spend your energy with. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we proactively can uh, reach out to people who are supporting us and pushing us and really giving us this 
good feeling um, of being understood, being held, um, because I think for me it was a very interesting shift uh, when I left the country that I'm originally from and I went to Berlin. Um, there were some friendships that I started having. It was harder for me to, to keep contact with. I was seeing that I am changing and this is somehow also having an impact on the, the friendship. So this was very, very much bothering me for a very long time. And I was um, wondering why this is happening. And then I, I read it um, in a book um, where that very often we, when we change, um, back in the days, there were rituals that we were doing in order to complete a phase in our life uh, or to transition into a new phase, being marriage um, or for women, sometimes womanhood or like from girl becoming a woman. And this is something we don't really um, celebrate or like take time to really transition between these phases. And I realized that I was actually growing up, I was changing a lot of my perspectives and I never had this kind of um, ritual or um, point of my life, um, seeing that this also is influencing my old communities and the new com communities that I'm transitioning into. Because when you change, the people around you also change. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, this was a very interesting realization. Um, just a quick reminder for everybody who is joining us right now. You are at the Alive podcast. And the reason why it's Alive is because you are the boss and you're the guest. <laughs> So we would love to um, to see your comments written down in the chat and trigger us, challenge us, and give uh, steer our conversation a little bit so we know that you're there and you're curious about it. And you can bring us to some new insights we would encounter without you. So we'll very appreciate if you, uh, yeah, if you truly us a safe space and just share your own perspectives and experience. Actually, maybe I have a question. As of now, we're talking about communities and. Uh, uh, maybe you guys could share some example of communities you are part of. Um, yeah, just let us know. Uh, and also, which country it is. It's global community, is it online community, or maybe it's a local community. Oh, I always like the story of how you found it, or how it founded you, like it's sometimes uh, from the other direction. But yeah, tell us about it. We'll be happy to hear mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I want to pick up uh, a little bit on Vicar's uh, last thought mm -hmm. about um how she changed or like her interests changed and um i feel that the benefits of having a community in a way is that you have this you you find this group of people who become something more than a group right and then you find this common purpose and then you feel amazing in the beginning and you feel like you have wings to fly and you have roots to grow and then everything is like just the perfect picture of like heaven and then you think like this is going to be forever um but then the interesting part is that i observe how communities they are li a living entity they are somehow like a container of its own culture with yeah norms rules and um, aspirations but also that changes over time so if we if forget that it's a container we kind of might tend to uh, align more with the rules within this uh, and forget to align with ourselves and what we need right now in maybe a different period of our time so i have a feeling that community serves us like serves serves the purpose for a particular time frame mm -hmm. of our lives 
but maybe we should be careful about it and consider that if the time is right, then another community might be more beneficial for your own growth and a different perspective on life. Mm. And, and yeah, this is more like outgrowing a specific community, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think it's super interesting thought and I want to also pick up on that saying that sometimes we join a community and then uh, we feel we belong there and then we shut down because we already found the space. But I think it's very important also to be able to reach out outside of the community or maybe be part of different communities at the same time because we believe that we have more personalities and it's all right. And then we should find a space where we can embrace them. Uh, and instead of like locking ourselves in one space and uh, just losing this perspective from outside of it, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's very beneficial if you uh, join different places with different communities with different perspectives, mm -hmm. as long as they study, of course. <laughs> yeah. I give some personal examples of, uh, of communities I belong to because that mm -hmm. was one questions we had in the beginning mm -hmm. um, and I thought uh, that it's interesting that I belong at least to diff three different types of communities so first is uh, the dancing and yoga community that I already mentioned and um, that would be um, yeah community based on our identity and our common interest in uh, specific activities um, but also the mindset of like movement that movement is important and each form of movement is welcomed. Um, so you can always just jump into different um, activities and try out uh, capoeira or <laughs> something that you don't necessarily attach to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other hand, um, I feel that one of the closest communities I belong to right now is a co-housing community um, because I live with five other people uh, and we are creating our own rules and regulations. And, and as far as um, we know about co-housing, um, it is a way to co-create a space, but we, you remain your own individual. So it might we might share the same kitchen, same facilities. We might decide to share uh, some food, uh, but not necessarily everything. Um, whereas, for example, there are other types of communities like uh, communes mm -hmm. where you would uh, have a different structure and um, maybe you would like it's a hundred percent shared uh, shared uh, income, for example. So you would uh, yeah build everything together mm -hmm. like you have your row and then you rely on the commune to um, to support you and to guide you throughout your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what are the types of communities do you belong to or examples of different um, existing ones? Yeah. I think uh, for me and I believe for all of us, it's a very relevant example as we uh, live outside of our countries that we come from. Uh, I think it's important to find these communities when we when we in new place. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel expat community is also a kind of important community for everyone living abroad, uh, because then you can feel uh, that you have you're going through the same experiences. So maybe it's more I don't know how to call it. It's not ideological. It's not. It's more. Hmm. 
it's hard to categorize for me for the type, but uh, it's something based on nationality. Mm, based on... But it's like the same nationalities, right? Uh, different nationalities. So uh, it's not based on nationality, but maybe on the living situation. Yeah. That, uh... We're the same story, and sometimes like sharing the same story is also something that can, um, like that you have experienced the same transition phase um, or some kind of yeah something in the past. This can also this makes people. Uh, relate to one another very easily. So I think mm. that's maybe what you were searching for. Yeah, that's a good one. I think like university then belong to the same group, I guess, because it's also like a phase that you, in your life and also you're doing the same activities and share the same experiences. So uh, yeah, but yeah, as we spoke, another one is ideological. If you, yeah, you have your values and then you find people around it that you share the values with. And what else did we say? Um, what was the last one? Um, geographical, right? Yes, yes, but also organizational. Oh, oh, this, yes, is something, this is something uh, I find very interesting. Mm, don't you think that there is? it becomes a trend to have communities within organizations or mm. talk about it? Or like where it's per se as well? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have the feeling that at least um when i open linkedin <laughs> you see so many like community builder positions um and i think that like generally um company culture becomes more and more um a thing and also more and more companies no matter if they're like offering services or products i think they're realizing how important it is to gather people around their cause because it's one thing to like being you as a brand but also having um this whole tribe community of uh, people can for sure make a, a much better difference in the world. Um, and I think maybe we can try to think about a company that is doing this, but um, there are just so many around the world. And um, mm -hmm. I guess it's so interesting to see how people are getting... I will take Apple as an example. I don't know if it's the best one, but sometimes people relate to people to, to other people just because they have Apple products. Mm. And this is, I remember when I first, uh, I was working free, uh, as a freelancer, mostly from co-working spaces, and you enter these co-working spaces, and I was like, back then with a Windows laptop, everybody had an, uh, had an Apple laptop. And this made me feel very different. So a few months forward, I already had an, uh, a MacBook. Mm. Like, it's really maybe not the best example, but um, it's, you see how even brands and companies are giving you this kind of feeling of, okay, now I'm this kind of person. Um, and the, the same is about identity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 When you identify yourself uh, with, a, with a group of people, then it feels like you know who you are and then you want to represent yourself in this way. Uh, yeah, I keep on coming back to the example of companies like Google, who have, um, who have, yeah, good amount of facilities and good amount of like they can invest in um, in facilities, for example. And from uh, stories from friends working in Google, I know that um, they are very aware on how to that that the community that they want to build is also based on 
having the playground, for example. They would create a playground for their employees. They would have facilities for relaxation, like a yoga studio and a fitness studio. And then they would create also different kind of rules. So you would be able to be an entrepreneur in your own company. Mm -hmm. If you have a good idea, you can um, work on your idea once a week, like one day a week. Mm -hmm. And then if it becomes something interesting for the whole company, then the company would give you the opportunity to build upon that. So mm -hmm. because of that, I think like, especially the companies have the opportunity to invest in uh, their internal resources and use that um, a lot like better. Um, mm -hmm. Therefore, um, we like, I feel that we're talking a lot more about company culture. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is so different from company to company. It's not only at all, like I don't look at um, uh, ads for jobs, for example, only like what is going to be the essence of my job or my job title. I really look at how the company uh, is structured what are their values and mm. what are the things that they really care for so that their mm. employees feel good yeah it seems like the market is changing as well so our needs changed now anymore uh of course the example that before people used to work in one company for 10 20 maybe a whole life even and now uh the average is two years so people like mm. look for a space when they can not only grow but also like uh, feel good in the group of people they work with. So I see this um, need for building a community um, is growing for the companies mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. And I think uh, there is a huge research on how communities are actually built and um, companies are investing a lot of time, money and thoughts in how to um, really create these groups of people that are great books, um, I can type them in the comments down below in a second, but Tribes by Seth Godin is a good example for that, or Art of Community, uh, which is giving like seven principles on how exactly communities are built. And these are things like having the same dress code, uh, having rituals, meaning this time more of a, uh, let's say, weekly meeting or gathering. Um, talking about gatherings is also super important to know how exactly to create a meaningful um, coming together for these kind of communities. Mm. Interesting one. We have quite a lot yeah. of <laughs> Maybe we check, and check on the comments a bit. Mm -hmm. I will write, write down the books, uh, but you girls can maybe go through the comments that we received. Uh, I can see um, <laughs> Ian. Ian is challenging us, saying, I don't think that the community within the company is a real is really a community in mm -hmm. a true sense because the only reason they really exist is to optimize the company's ability to mm -hmm. produce profit but i'm thinking what if um, people truly believe into the value they create for the company um maybe they can still be a community if you identify yourself with what you do and it's not just about having your job done but also actually making a change Maybe that could be a bit different. I know, what do you think? Yeah, it's quite tricky and I love the comment because it, it really is challenging also for, um, I believe also for company owners. It's very challenging to establish a business that um, 
has a different mindset um, because you need to balance between being economic, economically viable and um, having also a very nice environment for your employees so they would like to stay. Um, at one of the events that I have visited uh, recently, um, we discussed a lot of trends for the future, how the working cultures would look like. And one of the trends that was very interesting is that in future, um, especially because we like we are right now the active generations of millennials and generation uh, Z, um, that we are interested in um, not only the feeling of belonging but also growth and learning, which were very like very important points to to stay at a job, as you said, Victor. Like uh, the average span right now is two years of a certain mm -hmm. job. Um, so in order to, to I think, adjust uh, to those uh, yeah, changes, companies need to be more flexible and need to have a different mindset that they're not, um, they not hiring employees, but they're hiring human beings. Mm -hmm. And those human beings, if they're challenged enough at their work, working environment uh, and supported enough, they mm -hmm. might actually find more reasons to stay and contribute with their like full potential they might bring new ideas how to develop the business and um, yeah one of the things i feel like is changing a lot is that if you understand that um your job and your work which is like eight hours of your everyday life uh, it becomes personal Mm -hmm. then uh, everything becomes personal you like your work becomes personal your colleagues they are like the relationship with your colleagues becomes personal the success of your company becomes personal um mm -hmm. that, that to me means internal motivation that is the real driving force for a company to grow and uh, it's like the employees to to grow with the company mm -hmm. um, because i feel that there must be an alignment between the two mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. so we need to think about even businesses and our jobs as more personal as they are right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not anymore where you feel just about the um, being paid and having doing your job, uh, working hours, but it's more uh, about what is the purpose and how do you feel part of this? And yeah, yeah at least it, we're striving to this direction. It seems to me. Yeah. I can see that, like from my experience, the more a company um, has put like work into clarifying their mission and their values and what exactly are they trying to um, to change in the world, to produce, to make like what exactly, why are they on the markets? Um, it really helps you connect or disconnect with their story. Um, I think this is the moment where you can really see, okay, am I really um, is this also something that I'm trying to um, to work for? And exactly as Daya said, um, I think often you can even hug and take this mission as your personal. Um, my working experience until now is only startups. And it, in startups, you're working with less people um, um, with a very, very much motivation. I think this easily becomes really your even personal goal um, in a way. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm looking now at the comments and Louis um, is mentioning that Discord architecture, very interesting topic that allows allows for people to communicate 
um, com about common topic and, and it makes such a big difference in comparison to online forums with only feedback and discourse uh, where it's instant. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like this is a very essential point, how we design a space that if it's intentionally designed for to serve a specific purpose, then you would also have a different type of uh, reaction from people and also different type of behavior. Mm. So, can you think of any examples of how how this would help for our knowledge about communities? Uh, examples of what? Of intentionality in the design. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, for me, this is a little bit similar to um, we were talking a little bit earlier today about this uh, way we meet this art of gathering um, and for me this is an art of gathering online um, because it's one thing to have people around you let's say we are on our weekly meeting our communities meeting and we're like sharing um, I don't know if we have a goal that we're working on how this is going or just to check in how everybody's feeling it's one thing to have it um, physically next to one another um, and facilitate it uh, in this way but it's a totally other thing if like in this particular example, I think we, we're talking about online uh, virtual communities. So bringing this uh, feeling of community um, and gathering online is very hard, I think. Um, so maybe this is helping a lot, if I understand it correct, uh, correctly, this is helping a lot with um, navigating this space um, online. Mm. I feel um, making people connect between each other. Mm helps a lot um, because you could be a person that facilitates the gathering, but until people connect in between each other, I feel uh, then that's the thing that builds the community. Yeah, that's a very interesting thought. And that's exactly a part of the definition of community. It's um, not only this leader with a cause that is um, guiding people towards something. I mean, this is a part of it for sure, but you all always um, also need this connection between the people in the community mm. um, and this is what makes it even stronger yeah yeah I uh, also feel that there like the difference between just bringing random people together who discover an interest um, like it takes a lot of time to discover an interest between the random people but mm. maybe like the people who start start up the community they're not maybe so intentionally designing it, but they have a vision of like what this community is mm -hmm. about. And then once you have the vision, then you try to create um, opportunities for, pe for people within the community to, to communicate with each other, to interact with mm -hmm. each other in different ways. So in terms of that, I think it's more suggestions mm -hmm. and this would open up opportunities for different channels. Like it could be online or offline. But then uh, I really feel that the community itself has its own dynamics. So um, only if the participants uh, like engage mm -hmm. and they bring their own ideas and leave mm -hmm. something behind, um, then it becomes a real feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we invite you guys to uh, write in the chat and, and be active mm -hmm. because we want to feel you <laughs> even like far away mm -hmm. from each other. I, feel like I would love to know if someone from the people who are listening to us have already experience with building a community 
um, or somehow creating it. It doesn't have to be like something long term. It could be just for a festival or um, I would love to know what is your experience with building a community and talking about building a community. I think it might be interesting to say what exactly Live Design Circle is, what this circle stands for. And um, yeah, I think what we are doing here is also building a community. So maybe we can share a little bit more insights on what is our mission, what are our values. Yeah, I also feel it's a good space to actually introduce to you guys better what we're actually doing as a Life Design Circle. Um, so we want to create this, we're building a community where we invite you um, to join us in the journey of exploring uh, your life designs. Um, we want to show you that with particular tools, you can design and navigate your life. And the circle is a very, the circle part is a very important part of the whole organization because we want to get you all together to share your personal experiences, uh, your perspectives, because we believe that we can learn from each other. We have our own like life story, we have our own experiences, but the more we engage with each other, the more we can get inspired and understand ourselves better. Mm. Uh, so yeah, mm, so that's one of the points. We want to learn from each other experiences. We also run workshops uh, where we invite people um, to design their lives during the workshop. And it's done um, in a way where we ideate on the ideas and prototype different life designs. So the more people from different, the more people in the room are, um, the more diverse people are, uh, they can bring some different perspectives and different thoughts and maybe inspire you um, to design your own life from the personal story. And yeah, maybe you wanna add on to this? I have just a bit uh, to add, I remember, um, the first time we met with Daya before like design, design circle even started, the way uh, we engaged and I felt that she's uh, from my tribe and like my kind of person was the way she was talking about her vision and her mission with the project. So I think that um, this for me really showed this kind of feeling, okay, I belong here. We are looking in the same direction. Um, Daya, maybe we can you can share a bit of what you shared with me back then. Wow, it was a, a long conversation back in the time. Um, but one of the points uh, that Life Design Circle was such an exciting project for me was the vision that, um, first of all, was the my own personal realization that I can use the tools from my masters <laughs> to not only do innovation for businesses um, as people teach us, but just like apply my own creativity, take out the tools from this context and put them in the to in the context of our lives. Mm -hmm. And to me, the essential part of uh, design thinking, a concept that is very much uh, must be very familiar with um, or maybe popular with people who know about innovation. Um, it's about being creative and playful and do small scale experiments. Um, so that you don't kind of lose money or waste time on an idea that doesn't matter. Um, but one of the most essential things about the process in design thinking that I discovered is a bit like this, it leads you to build up a mindset, a mindset that you can't really get uh, from anywhere else because it's a mindset of opportunity instead of fear. It's a mindset of being like uh, playful with life and with um, things that are around you. 
and be more even more mindful about what you have who you are and where like where you want to go in the next um, couple of steps in your life mm -hmm. so um, in terms of that I was yeah I, I felt very liberated using those tools in my own life and I discovered that you can have big dreams but then like if you just act upon them in a like a small scale way then it leads to very big difference uh, and many open doors on the way um, and i'm just a person who really likes sharing those things with other people I, i can't imagine being on my own this journey so my vision for the future is that we have like more people who think as life designers And to be a life designer, the only thing that you need is to understand how to do it, to get the tools and just practice it. Just, just do it every day, just test it out every day with foolish ideas that pop into your mind. So yes, like the bigger vision is that we are even like uh, international and we can connect um, on that level with, with different people and maybe even do projects together, who knows like what what life will bring around the corner. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. I hope this uh, gives you guys a little bit more clarity on what we do because the Alive podcast is just our door uh, on Monday to connect with you, to chat on topics that are really dear to us and create this collaborative conversation. But at the same time, we really are looking forward to having events again when we can really like physically be together. Um, So all of this, what we just shared, is interesting to you. Um, somewhere around here, you'll probably be seeing uh, the Life Design Circle page. So make sure to just visit it for a second and see what we're all about. If it's interesting for you, give it a like and become a part of our community. We're also on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Life Design Circle, um, written together. And we'll be happy to have you on board. Yeah. <laughs> We're receiving a lot of love from uh, different places. Uh, <laughs> great. Thank you, everybody, for speaking uh, with us. Um, we're super glad that uh, we also had you on board uh, with your input. Do you girls feel like sharing something more or help? Yeah, I, I want to share a challenge that um, we want, yeah, we won't probably have the time to uh, overview right now within the podcast, but we would love to hear your comments um, on that. Um, I'm just curious, if you were about to create your like dream community, what elements would that have and how would it make you feel like? Um, yeah, so feel free to share on our page and uh, I'm leaving the discussion open on that one. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Mm -hmm. yeah, so once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, we really value your comments and sharing your experiences and perspective. Uh, we also want to invite you after this podcast to vote for our next topic. Uh, it's going to appear in the poll in the event soon after it. Uh, so just please uh, vote for the topic you like the most and Tell us what, what we're going to talk about next Monday. And yes. Thank and you, Emma, for being here. Thank you, Louis. Thank you, really, everybody uh, who stick with us. It means a lot. Um, as we said, this is an open space exactly for that. So we know that we're connecting um, with people all around the world. Um, we're wishing you a very, very good night and a start of the week and the month. So many things are today. <laughs>
<laughs> just the last one for me on the topic for next week uh, because it's the kids day today so consider we do have a kids perspective a topic that we <laughs> but I just feel like playfulness in the everyday life should be discussed a bit more if not this yeah. time we can also discuss some other time <laughs> Don't feel biased, but really like. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for everybody who joined, and even the guys who were uh, with us uh, in this beautiful afternoon, evening-ish sunset, sunset-ish. <laughs> and uh, we'd love to hear from you soon. Yes. Take care, everyone, and see you next Monday. Bye. Thank you.